Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks today. We're excited about this podcast and uh, these songs in the night, these psalms and how God's using them and uh, just caught Stephanie laughing. I don't know what's going on with her and her laughing thing. Stephanie, why did I catch you laughing as we're starting this uh, wonderful Wednesday morning? What's going on with you, man? Well, good morning, Doug. I might have something to do with what you said prior to saying five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. So when I say five, four, three, two, one, you can imagine we start the show. So I was just telling Stephanie that uh, something, I don't know, it's, it's something we, we don't want to put it on the radio yet. We're going to wait till we're on the air for at least a year so people won't fire us first. But anyway, we're on. So, no, wait a minute. There's stuff we got to do. First thing we got to do, Stephanie, is we got to catch up with you. Give us a Warsaw, Indiana weather report. It's beautiful, Doug. Um, it has warmed up to 46 degrees, and I'm excited because I'm going to do a walk today. Um, so, I mean, I've hit my calorie count the last two days without taking an official walk just because of life. I move all day long, but when it's this nice outside, you're doing an official walk. Yeah, so Stephanie's into walking now. You know, those of you who do not know, she's skinny these days. She's She's got this big hair thing going on now. She looks more South Carolina than she does Indiana now. She's looking good, folks. And uh, Debbie and I are very proud of her accomplishments. And, you know, an author, a songwriter, a singer, a piano. Matter of fact, we decided we're playing piano with the songs for a while anyway, for the next couple of days. So anyway, uh, so we're, we're up upon a lot of things going on. We're right in the middle of making a new video uh, for my personal ministry, Info Wounded Spirits, we're looking at doing these podcasts in a podcast center where Stephanie will call in and be plugged right into a, uh, I guess you would call it some type of filter so our voices sound better. Now, Stephanie's voice already oh, sounds better. Can get. Yeah, but see, I got to warn you folks. Now, I don't think I can do much with my voice. It's not going to be like, hello, this is Doug. How may I help you, please? It's still going to be me. Still going to be squeaky me. So even though that things that are going on that bother me today, things that are going on that bother you today, Stephanie, what's bothering us right now? We, what's, uh, what's going on in the world that's bothering me? Uh, man, there's a lot of them to zero. In. And then we got to do the knucklehead one in a moment. I forgot to get a knucklehead run ready, but that'll be easy. Uh, things that bother us. Thing that, what's going on in the world, Stephanie, that's bothering you right now? Wow, that's a very open-ended, large question that could engulf a lot. So I think I'm just going to go with something that's bothering me today is the fact that people in our churches are not getting more excited about sharing the gospel. What's up with that? 
it, 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 it concerns me. I should say more than it bothers me, but you know, there should be an excitement about going out with a smile on your face to tell people about Jesus. There should be an excitement that God gives you the chance to make an eternal difference in someone else's life. Um, that's a privilege. That's our calling. That's our purpose for existence above all else. And, you know, show love to each other, show love to people when you're at the store. Um, when you go to the store, people walk around nowadays looking like they're terrified of their own shadow, smile and say, hello, let people know that there is still a reason to have joy. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you might be a knucklehead, if you're rude all the time. We talked about being kind the other day, but rudeness has its own category. So if you're walking around with a face like you should have used the bathroom before you came to the store or wherever you are, you need to lighten up, man. All right? You know, listen, we're all stuck on this planet together, all 7.5 billion of us. And you don't have to have negative, like, okay, so I'm just going to be upfront about this. So I went into Starbucks today because the line was too long. And I wanted a latte on the way to the VA hospital to have an eye exam where they give me ugly looking glasses. But anyway, here's the thing I want to say. I opened a door for a lady who was behind me and she's like, just go. What's the reason behind that? Why? I mean, why would she say that? Yeah, that's rudeness, my friends. It is. I mean, is she worried I'm going to give her? I, had, I put my mask on. I mean... Starbucks would have you arrested on their property if you don't have a mask. I had the mask on. I, you know, I used the lotion on my hands earlier that day. I mean, come on. I'm in a hurry. I'm just grabbing my chai. Listen, if you're rude, you know, you need to get right with God if you're rude. That's all I'm saying. That's it. So you might be a knucklehead if you're rude. Stop being rude. Stop treating people like dirt. And listen, if you're going to be talking behind, and and listen, I want to say this. This is my next knucklehead. I can't. Remind me that my next knuckleheaded moment, remind me, Stephanie, that it deals with prayer requests. All right. So you got to remind me of that. All right. All right. All right. So here we are. So a lot going on with Stephanie. So I think, you know, you guys like knowing more and more about Stephanie. So I'm going to let you in on some of the things uh, about Stephanie that you guys seem to always want to know. So she's a cook. She does take care of all eight of her kids. Her kids are all freaks in different ways and all the greatest kids you ever met in your life. They're just normal kids. She does have a dog formerly known as Thor. Uh, she does have a turtle, uh, and camo, and she did have another turtle, but camo ate the other turtle. Uh, so, I mean, she's just running a normal situation. And, uh, so that's about it. Would you say you're normal? No. Okay. I mean, I don't know what normal looks like, but. So you're saying you're not normal. You're saying that I am not normal. Is that what you're saying? Oh, don't even. You're very normal. I'm normal. Well, all right. I, I believe you. I I don't think I'm very normal. I think, you know, prior to getting my face smashed in the army and stuff, I thought I had teenage good looks and stuff, but I've lost so much, you know. Um if it wasn't for my modesty, you know, I don't know what I'd have going for me. You know? <laughs> yeah, you and Joe. So if, Joe's if it wasn't, in- yeah, <laughs> if it wasn't for my humility. Anyway, we're on Psalm 74. Yeah. Can in- I share something? Can I share something about Joseph that will yeah. that will make a smile? All right. Okay, so so this might qualify as a knuckleheaded 
thing, but when you design a, a baseball cap for yourself that proclaims that you are 0.5% human and 99.5% awesome, yeah, that is Joe, and that is the baseball cap he now proudly wears all the time. And I want you to know that I do not have that baseball cap, so I am not. I might have been there when I was Joe's. No, I didn't get really arrogant like Joe until I was in my 20s. I was about 20, you know. But anyway, here we are in a Psalm of Asaph. So again, Psalm 73, we dealt with a personal crisis. Psalm 74, we're going verses 1 through 11. We're breaking it in half. We try to break it in half so we can talk more about them and help you more through that idea. We're well aware that a lot of you we're talking to today are going through junk. And we prayed for you uh, just before this psalm. And we, we want to remind you that every time we're together, we're praying for those of you who listen to us. We, we love you. We honor you. Uh, uh, we honor you and uh, with, you, with those of you who are going through struggles and hurting hearts. And uh, just say, let me just say this to you. You can find a lot of relief in God's word. It's all there, all the relief you need. God's word is God talking to you. You praying as you talking to God. Going to church brings that all together. It's all, it, it's like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit go together. In humans, we, we, uh, we need them in our lives. And, and God puts all this together, I believe, Stephanie, uh, if we pray, if we read our Bibles, if we not forsake the assembling. And here we are at Psalm 74. So we went from that personal crisis. We talked about going to the sanctuary to get rid of that personal crisis, going to sanctuary in your home, going to sanctuary at church. Now we're on Psalm 74. Oh God, why has thou cast us off forever? Why did thine anger smoke against the sheep of thy pasture? Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old, the rod of thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed, this Mount Zion, wherein thou hast dwelt. Lift up thy feet under perpetual desolations, even all that the enemy have done wickedly in the sanctuary. Thine enemies roar in the midst of congregations. Thy set up their ensigns for signs. A man was famous according as he had lifted up axes upon thick trees, but now they break down with carved work, therefore at once with axes and hammers. They have cast the fire into thy sanctuary. They have defiled by casting down the dwelling place of thy name to the ground. They said in their hearts, let us destroy them together. They have burned up all the synagogues of God in the land. We see not our signs. There is no more any prophet. Neither is there among us any that knoweth long. O God, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Why withdrawest thou thy hand, even thy right hand? Pluck it out out of thy bosom. And Stephanie, right away we see the change from that individual uh, trial, that individual tribulation, that individual crisis, we see the change to talking about Israel here. And I don't know about you, but I just read these verses. I know Stephanie was reading along with me. And I don't know, Stephanie, I'm seeing the United States of America right now. I mean, what do you, yeah. what are you seeing here? Yeah, I was thinking the same what you were reading. It was obviously written in relation to the nation of Israel. Um, but I think that, that we are seeing... The hand of judgment. Um, God is definitely deal, trying to deal with his people, first and foremost. 
And um, as we see people come come up against our nation from within who have no fear of God. Um, yes, it's very sobering. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make, and I'm saying this and I'm very discouraged with what's going on in our country. And obviously this is talking about the battles and different factions taking command and different Kings and, and then burning down, uh, you know, the temple and stuff, but we're seeing things like that here in the United States of America. We're seeing churches being closed down. You know, there's, there's a bill out there. There's a, this equality bill or something right now in front of Congress, Stephanie, It went through Congress. It's in front of Senate that would allow a five-year-old to make a decision with his doctor to begin a sex change operation. Uh, I mean, I just want to vomit when I read things like that. There are, uh, they're starting to talk about what we're allowed to say in churches. You know, they already do that in Canada. They're starting to point to these different things. And, but I think it's wrong for us to think that we were always going to have clear sailing as U.S. citizens. I mean, we had a great four years as Christians. Uh, we weren't, you know, we were abused for eight years prior to that. Last four years as Christians, churches were treated good. But, I mean, look what he's saying. While do thy anger smoke against the sheep of the pasture? Why are you letting us be hurt, I think is what's asking there. Why would God let uh, the U.S. would be a way of putting this today, Stephanie? And remember thy congregation here in verse 2. And he's talking about which thou hast purchased of old, the rod of thine inheritance, and thou hast redeemed this Mount Zion, wherein thou hast dwelt. And he's saying, lift up thy feet on perpetual desolations, even that the enemy had done wickedly in the sanctuary. So just going through those first three verses, you get this feeling like Asaph thinks God's bailing on Israel. I mean, is that what you're thinking there? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's at a point of just, again, as we saw a little bit, um, well, actually a lot in Psalm 73, God, where are you? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, would you say... I mean, would you have that feel uh, that, that God's abandoning the USA? Makes you wonder sometimes, but I know that God um, still has us here. And I know there are still souls that he wants to see saved. And God never abandons his people. He never abandons those who are seeking him, no matter the dispensation, no matter the country. Um, either God's promises are true or they aren't. And if his promises are true, then his promise that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee is still true. Then his promise that law I'm with you always, even at the end of the world is still true. So is God forsaking our country? God will withdraw his hand of blessing from the United States. As long as the United States shakes its fist in his face. But when God's people humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, he will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins. And the last part of that is that he will hear their land. But first, there has to be healing among God's people, which means there has to be repentance. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I, I think we're, you know, I think we're stuck sometimes. God has never been about the government of the United States of America. The government represents the people. Our thing is, we need to get the people right. Our hearts need to get right. What, you know, Asaph's not far from the way I feel sometimes. 
ASAP's not far from the way I think that everybody listening right now feels sometimes. We want God to lift up his feet, but at the same time, so we have a personal responsibility. You were just talking about, what is it, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, If my people, uh, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek thy face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. So it's, I think, and did I get, I probably got two or three of those. their sins. We'll forgive their sins and we'll hear their land. There we go. There, there we go. So that's an individual thing, I think. Mm-hmm. I think we individual, even though we're looking at this psalm that's obvious dealing at a national level, we individually have a responsibility to get our hearts right with God. We as individuals have a responsibility, um, you know, to elect the right people, to do the right things, to propagate those things that make sense. And uh, I think it's there in thine enemies there in verse 4, roar in the midst of thy congregations. And even though we don't have an actual uh, armed enemy, we certainly have enemies going after our churches. A man was famous according to how many axes, how he could cut down a tree, but now they break down carved work, they're carving idols. And it starts talking about that in Isaiah, literally talking about carving things on a tree, painting them and worshiping him. They have cast fire into thy sanctuary. They're burning down the temples there. Uh, they're, they're getting rid of the things of God. They said in their hearts, let us destroy them together. They burned up all the synagogues of God in the land. We see not our signs. There is no more any prophet. He's going on. We still have a prophet. We have better than a prophet. We have a savior today, Stephanie. And I, I, I think our strength, uh, and, and boy, you, you put that, you wrote that in that last verse there of fear not my child. Our, our strength comes from God. The king is coming. It says, oh God, how long shall the adversary reproach? How long is this going to go on? Is this forever? And I, I guess, I guess I would say to you, Stephanie, uh, how long are we going to go through this in the United States? Only God knows those time frames. But I think I, the Lord brings me back often um, to Ephesians 6, where we're told to finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And God is looking, as, as you talked about in Ezekiel, God is looking for a man among them who will stand in the gap, make up the hedge before him for the land so that he won't destroy it. And in Ezekiel, God couldn't find one man to stand up. And so the challenge that I think is before us as God's people, whether we've been through trauma or not, but I think very often those of us who have been through trauma, we've been through some kind of life-shattering event, this becomes very real because you're called on to maybe be brave in ways um, just to live life that other people wouldn't wouldn't see or wouldn't face. But we're called on to be those men, those women who will stand in the gap, who will make up that hedge. Um, the enemy is very busy throwing volleys of um, catapult, the, the devil's shooting so many catapult stones, rocks, fiery darts at our nation and at Christians. And it's our job to be there to make up that hedge. You picture a battle 
field in in the old days when there was you know the charges would happen and there would the first row would go down there'd be a second row to take their place and that constant we're called to be good soldiers of jesus christ we're called god is looking his eyes are running to and fro throughout the earth to show his show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him and when god's searching to and fro i want him to see me I want him to see someone who is seeking to make a difference. Um, the only hope for our nation is Jesus Christ. And Jesus yeah. Christ has put us here to represent him, to show him to our nation. And are we doing that? And, 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 and you know, that's the bottom line, I think. And, and I think we, you know, there's a lot we can do. Why withdrawest thou thy hand, even thy right hand, pluck it out of thy bosom? I think... You know, I think we can do one or two things here, the way we're living life today, or what Asaph's going through in Psalm 74, and they're parallel. Uh, I mean, we're looking at a nation in turmoil. Uh, I think we're living in a nation in turmoil today. I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think people are going to knock on my door and beat up a Debbie and I or anything like that. But I do think there's a major shift and a major change going on. And Stephanie's right. God only knows how things are going to change, but they change individually. And I really yeah. like the way Stephanie went there. It's about Christ. It's about trusting him. It's about that relationship. It's about going there first. And I think there's a practical side. And I think the practical side, I think where we're going right now is understanding this is about our walk with Jesus Christ. This is about what we're doing. And that's what we need to make today. Our practicality is, God, what can we do to make things better for ourselves, our spouses, our families, our churches, our neighborhoods, our states, our country, our world. What can we do? How can God uh, light shine through us better? How can we be kinder to people? How can we be stay away from rude? How can we uh, do those kinds of things? I mean, I think I think you nailed that. I don't, I don't think we should spend much more time beating on that. I think it's time for the king to keep coming. But practically, so what we need to do, number one, make sure we're saved. Number two, make sure we're right with God. How do we get right with God? We talk about this all the time. We're here listening to a devotion. Praise God for that. You still have a responsibility to do your Bible reading, to let God talk to you through what is Bible said, the only book anywhere anywhere ever that comes with the author, that comes with the Holy Spirit of God to help you understand. You need to have your prayer time. You need to be praying to God. You need to be talking to God. You need to be adoring God. God loves to be uh, uh, recognized. God loves the preeminence. Our God is a jealous God. He wants to come first. I think we got to put God first. And then somewhere along the way, when those priorities are right, Stephanie, when, our, when these men and women, when these ladies and gentlemen, when these people who are listening to us, uh, when, when their vertical relationship is right, their horizontal relationships become pretty awesome. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah there's, it makes a difference. That doesn't mean everybody's going to like you um, yeah. for choosing to love Jesus, exactly. for choosing um, to take stands you may take. Um, but yes. But everybody is, doesn't matter. You know right, I mean? and, and there's a massive difference. And then when you're walking with Jesus, your horizontal relationships then are about glorifying him most of all. And with that comes a peace that passes all understanding and a joy. And it does change, you know, you'll, you'll develop friendships and relationships with people that beforehand you would have either looked down your nose at or been like, well, that'll never happen. But that's when God shows up and does incredible things in, on the human level when people are seeking him first and foremost. 
So we're excited today. Stephanie has worked really hard at putting together uh, The King Is Coming and working out this song for us, one of my favorite songs. And uh, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and play The King Is Coming for us. today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.